Hi, I'm Joel Schrank, voiceover talent and entrepreneur. I'm hopping out of my sound booth today to talk about trust. What is it? Why do we need it? The answers may surprise you. Stick around. Simplifying concepts that really help you in life, relationships, and business. This is the Speaking Easy Podcast. So number one, vulnerability. You have to learn to be vulnerable with the people that you want to build a trusting relationship with. Now, that level of vulnerability is going to depend on the level of the relationship. With some relationships, like, say, a husband or a wife, you're going to have a pretty high level of vulnerability, hopefully the highest of any relationship that you have. Though even with your coworkers, or if you're an entrepreneur or a business owner, with your clients and your customers, you want to have some level of vulnerability to build that relational trust. Now, when I'm talking about relational trust, I'm talking about maybe kind of obviously the kind of trust that you use when you're building a relationship. People might trust you to get your job done. They might trust you to be punctual, but that doesn't mean that they really trust you, you know, in the same way that you would have that sort of relational trust. And so that's what I'm really talking about when we're getting to this vulnerability aspect. You're opening up to people, even to my clients and my customers, I'll let them know what's going on in my life. Obviously, there's a certain level of vulnerability that you don't want to go past when you're talking about a customer or a client or a coworker. You don't need to start pouring your heart out to them like they're your counselor or they're your spouse. But letting them know what's going on in your life. Oh, hey, I had a doctor's appointment the other day. Or, hey, I just had a kid. I wanted to let everybody know. And that sort of vulnerability not only builds your relational trust, but it makes people feel more relatable to you. People will want to hang out with you more. They'll want to spend more time with you. They'll want to do more business with you if they feel like they can relate to you. So number two, have constructive conflict. I recently read a book, and in that book, one of the quotes that I loved was the idea that trust is not assuming that everyone is on the same page as you are. It's knowing that when people push you or when people have some sort of constructive conflict, that they're doing it because they care about you or they care about the team. There are so many dysfunctional teams that don't make any forward motion because they don't trust each other enough to say what they actually think and risk conflict. You think about a marriage where somebody says, I've never had an argument with my wife ever. And you think, I wonder how good their communication really is. And there's definitely something to that, because if you're actually communicating your thoughts and your feelings, you're going to have some conflict. It's unavoidable. Now, how do you make that conflict constructive? Well, I was having an argument with my wife the other day and talking about getting vulnerable about things. And uh, it was not an argument. It was more of a discussion. But it was starting to get somewhat passionate. And we both understood that we were getting passionate about it and that things were getting a little bit heated and we know each other well enough that like we know we know how to push each other's buttons and so we actively do not do that when we're having discussions like this that's how you have unproductive conflict is by just pushing people's buttons but in this situation we were talking about a situation in our lives that's coming up uh, just a decision that we have to make and we're both kind of coming at it from slightly different perspectives and we're kind of agreeing but we kind of are, are, I'm a little bit less sure about things than she is. And so there was some kind of explaining that she had to do that for me, it was just kind of, there was some, some kind of pushing and back and forth. And at the end of our conversation, I understood her point. I understood exactly what she was trying to say. And it took that kind of argumentative discussion, that conflict really, 
to understand and provide clarity to the point that she was trying to make. And it was uncomfortable at times, and it was a little bit passionate and heated at times. But by the end of it, we both understood how each other felt. I understood her position much better. She understood some of my concerns much better. And my concerns, honestly, were mostly relieved by what she had to say. And there was clarity that was achieved. But if we weren't willing to trust each other and engage in that sort of conflict, we just wouldn't have done anything. We would be nowhere near reaching a decision. And so conflict can provide clarity. It works the same in a business or an organization or any team as it does in a marriage. If you've got a group of people together, you want them all to be able to contribute their ideas. You want them to be able to communicate what they feel and what they think about a particular topic that you're talking about or the decision that you're trying to make. And you want everybody to get their input because after all, that's why they're on the team. If, if they were just sitting around agreeing with you or agreeing with each other, then there would be no movement. There would be no forward motion. You need people to discuss their different ideas so that you can hash them out. And yes, sometimes it gets uncomfortable. But that's where trust comes in. When you've actually taken the time to be vulnerable with people, to spend time with them and get to know them on a relational level, then you start to trust them not to push your buttons in an uncomfortable situation just to get you agitated. You trust them enough to be able to say what you actually think because you know that whatever their reaction is, it's not meant to be against you personally. It's because they care about the team and they care about the decision that you're trying to make. And when you trust people to care about those things because you know them and you know what their heart says, then you feel comfortable being able to say the things that you actually think to further the goals of the team. Which brings us right into number three. Learn to take criticism. I'm actually really bad at this one. I'm the type of person that when you give me criticism, I internalize it and I personalize it and I make it into something that's about me personally rather than about improvement and getting better, which is usually what it's actually meant to be. And part of that has to do with trusting the people that you're working with. But part of that also has to do with having people that trust you enough to be able to provide that criticism and how you react to that criticism. If your general reaction to criticism is to jump down people's throats, if your general reaction to criticism is to write people off and just ignore it, people probably won't give you criticism anymore because they don't trust you to actually take it. And it's important to remember that you don't always have to do what the person is saying. Just because someone's giving you some constructive criticism doesn't mean that you necessarily have to incorporate it into what you're doing. You can take it, you can listen to it, and we'll get to that in a second, but you don't necessarily have to do it. But you should take it under advisement, and the person should feel like you took it under advisement because you actually listened to them and heard them. You should also remember that not everyone is the greatest at giving criticism. Not everyone has read all the books about how to approach people with criticism the best or how to give the best criticism ever. Sometimes criticism is given with maybe a little less tact than it should be, but that doesn't invalidate the criticism. You should still take it and listen to it and try and get past how it was provided and actually just take what it actually is at face value rather than getting offended at how it was given. Which brings us to our last point, number four, learn to listen. Now, I could and probably will do an entire episode just on this one because there's a lot there that lots of people get wrong. But to simplify it for trust building, you need to let people feel heard throughout all of the steps I've already mentioned. In vulnerability, you've been vulnerable with someone. You need to give them the opportunity to be vulnerable with you and listen to them. Don't interrupt them. Let them tell their story. Let them tell you what it is they're going through that they want to open up to you. 
in conflict, you need to let the other people in the conflict or the other person in the conflict feel heard. Let them express their opinion before you jump on it. And certainly, in taking criticism, you need to let the people that are giving you criticism feel like they have been heard. You need to let them feel like you have taken what they've given and internalized it, and you will at least give it some thought. Well, I hope this has been helpful to you, that you'll be able to use these tools to help you build that relational trust both in your business and in your life. If you did find this helpful, I hope that you give it a five-star review, click the like button, subscribe to the channel, whatever all the things are that you can do, and we'll talk to you again soon.